Welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm Victoria of Victoria's Cantina and the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and it is here that we celebrate the legacy of Hasbro's Star Wars, the Vintage Collection line. When it comes to Star Wars, the Vintage Collection, 2020 has brought a lot of cool things to the line uh, and also a little bit of uh, delays in terms of product and things that uh, haven't been quite hitting in the numbers that maybe us collectors and fans have hoped for, but uh, we want to talk about it all. We want to talk about the good, the bad, the weird, and to do a little bit of a, a wrap up on 2020 for Star Wars, the vintage collection. And to help me do that, I have Johnny Vintage. <laughs> How are you, Victoria? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Excited for the holidays and some downtime with the family and enjoying my toys. <laughs> nice. Well, I hope you like that nickname because now it's official. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I have I have quite a few, but I like that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So John from the Vintage Collection uh, Facebook group. So thanks so much for being here. Um, I know we've been talking about this episode for a little bit now and, you know, just kind of getting ready to record it. Uh, here we are. We're three days out from Christmas. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, just kind of, you know, wrapping up and, uh, you know, kind of re-capping, re, uh, you know, how 2020 went for this uh, for this line that we're all so passionate about. Yeah, yeah. I think we're uh, we're definitely waiting on a couple more figures that got delayed. So I know we got to wait on those, unfortunately. Thank you, Walmart. Um, I'm excited for those figures. But yeah, you know, um, I think you put it really well that uh, we, uh, we had a, a, a good year from just some amazing figures, um, some, um, some new play sets and vehicles, or a, a new vehicle and a new uh, play set. And... Uh, some some just phenomenal choices from a, a figure standpoint and yeah uh we want more of it so that's totally definitely uh bittersweet yeah definitely and uh, this is the last uh, episode of the vintage collection podcast for 2020 so um you know it's it's fitting that uh, we use this opportunity to uh talk about what 2020 is maybe we can look forward a little bit to uh to 2021 and um, so, John, I know you're aware of this, and I just kind of want to put it out there. If, if anybody follows me on YouTube or on social media, probably aware of it too. But uh, just wanted to, to say that uh, I was, uh, I did test positive for COVID-19 uh, the week before last. Uh, thankfully, it was uh, mostly a mild infection, a little bit of fever, a little bit of chest pain. But I'm on the mend at this point. And I uh, just wanted to say, you know, be safe, uh, you know, wear your mask. Uh, if you choose to go out, uh, you know, do your best social distance. Uh, and if you can, I think, you know, just staying home is really the only way that, uh, you know, we avoid having to get out there and deal with all the shenanigans. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thankfully things are looking good and I'm really excited to be back here in, in the uh, the recording seat uh, doing uh, podcasting. So fun stuff. Yeah, happy. Uh, very happy that you're you're doing much better. And order those figures online right now, people. You know, um, <laughs> try to, uh, like you said, avoid those situations that might that might put you in harm's way. Good point. Yeah, totally. Um, 
So yeah. So should we go back to the beginning of the year, John, or what, what do you think? How should we approach this? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, so I think, I think the beginning of the year we started with the, the Mandalorian wave, right? Ooh, that's right. Okay. So I think they started hitting, it was like maybe like February, early March, somewhere in that time frame, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. We were all chomping at the bit for these figures, right? Because the, the show had, had ended and we didn't have any figures. Um, yeah. Which was, uh, again, all part of this bittersweet year because they were phenomenal figures, but we didn't have anything for uh, when the show started or while it was, mm-hmm. uh, while it was happening. So uh, getting those figures was, um, you know, such a relief to finally have them and enjoy them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Mandalorian has just been this juggernaut of a, of a TV show and, you know, it's, it's done amazing things, I think, for the Star Wars fan community. It's done amazing things for collectors and, uh, everybody's stoked about it. It's really having its moment in pop culture, you know, even a year later. So uh, people of all ages are finding it very accessible. And, you know, there's something about it to love for everybody, I think. So um, these very first vintage collection figures we got were were extremely exciting. Uh, and they were very popular. They were very hard. I don't think I saw a single one in stores. I, this was before, like, the pandemic when they started hitting. So, But I still wasn't... Um, I have a lot of competition here in San Diego, I guess. Um, I wasn't able to track those down, but um, uh, once they showed up for my online orders, I was absolutely like stoked. I mean, the figures are just phenomenal, phenomenal wave of figures. Yeah, I I never saw the Mandalorian or Cara, Cara Dune on the pegs. So I saw the Remnant uh, Trooper, Stormtrooper, and uh, the VC, I think VC-45 Phase 1 clone trooper at mm-hmm. best buy other than that i those that one time i saw them other than that i've never <laughs> seen them and i i i live in more of a uh, sparser area of massachusetts and yeah i got some pretty stiff competition out here apparently and uh a quick you know a nice story about that if you will um i'd be remiss not to mention this is i was just coming off a minor surgery um and our good friend chris at banthaskull um i had actually tipped him off to some inventory out his way cuz he lived like 45 minutes from me at one point and I uh-huh. said, hey, you know, I think there's some stock by you. And he found um, the a whole Case Fresh wave of these figures. And he was so nice enough to send me uh, Cardoon and uh, the Mandalorian. And I, I got to enjoy them while I was all, you know, bedded up, uh-huh. healing. And uh, it brought a lot of joy. So Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, really awesome of Chris to to do that. And yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it's really hard to think of a situation where toys can't make you feel better. You know, like I've, you know, I I've been working from home like during these last um, couple of weeks while I was you know dealing with all this, but I still had toys that were coming in, and I was you know after work, I, you know, I would just sit down and kind of like look at them and. Like it, you know, that's just, that's just one of those things about never growing up and continue continuously being a toy collector is that, you know, we constantly have things uh, <laughs> arriving at, at our doors <laughs> and, um, 
yeah, they, they make you feel better. So, you know, that's that's another positive. Uh, if anybody tells you anything about, oh, you collect toys? Yes, I collect toys. They look at all the benefits that they give us. So. Exactly. Like I was saying, I mean, I was I was in some pain, so it brought joy in a couple different ways um, and <laughs> took my mind off off that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about though those couple specific figures there, um, you know, I, I just got to mention there's been times I've seen some amazing toy photography on on the Mandalorian or on Cara Dune, and I've had to. I've had to like zoom in and, and see which scale I'm looking at, you know, they're yeah. the, the 3.75 line has, you know, especially with these new, new tools, um, these figures that are 100% new tooling, um, they're just absolutely remarkable from a, a sculpting perspective, articulation uh -huh. perspective, paint deco, and they rival the six inch to the point where in certain situations you're not sure which one you're looking at unless you look at you know a knee joint or some joint that could tip off which scale it is yeah no i totally agree the the whole wave is fantastic uh and you're totally right the engineering on them is top notch sculpting the paintwork uh they just look incredible i mean they, they really really do and uh, i think that gap between the quality of you know between six inch and uh, three and three quarter inches really starting to close like it hasn't before like it just the quality is just totally totally there right now and um i think that's a really exciting thing because i think in six inch they're doing some of the best stuff that they have they've done i know there's some qc issues here and there but yeah. uh, i feel like uh aside from those repaint waves which you know we'll get to that in, in a second i, I know <laughs> but aside from those repaint waves they're doing pretty awesome stuff with um you know the the technology for for these figures so that's always something we want to see continuing to improve uh advancements in engineering and just the the approach the way that they're those approaches are taken with uh releasing these new products so that's all really cool stuff yeah hats hats off to hasbro uh, great job guys you guys are hitting it out of the park with a lot of these uh new figures so thank you yeah thank you thank you so I think after this wave, um, was it the repaint wave that, that started hitting afterward? Like in yeah, late spring? Yes. Um, I think it was like late spring, early summer. It was the uh, the Bespin uh, Han, Bespin Luke, uh, C-3PO, and General Lando, right? Yeah. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, those ones I did find in stores. I found them at Target on a few occasions. And um, I, I remember the first time was, I think it was in late May. I was, uh, my best friend and I were at uh, Target and um, like we were in the Star Wars section. I was just, I didn't even like see him on first glance. And she like said, what's this? And I'm like, oh my God, I need this. Actually, we did a video, Toy Hunting Adventures, that's on YouTube uh, when I found those. And I'm like, oh my God, I need these, I need these. So um, yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about these uh these repaints and that's that's a good point you made you saw them a few times and you know for one there was the whole to do of these are a, spe a specialty or fan channel they shouldn't be hitting brick and mortar and right. they they acknowledged it they answered questions about it right and they 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 said that that wasn't supposed to happen that was an error or whatever yes. it was but the the funny thing about that and you said few times is it, it, it's 
it's like they 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 had more of these coming into brick and mortar than the Mandalorian wave uh, uh-huh. an assortment and it's like how, how were we getting more of this that wasn't supposed to come to these stores than the ones that were you know and that was just frustrating in itself right yeah no it's interesting um I mean, we'll never know the numbers, obviously, but I, I'd love to to get a look at the proportion. It'd be interesting to see, like, you know, how many of those versus, I mean, maybe they were equal numbers and the Mando figures were just so popular that they couldn't keep them in stock. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting to contemplate, but um, I did find them a few times and um, they, uh, yeah, the, the figures themselves, I mean, I don't have, I, I, and I think you'll agree, you know, I don't have a problem with you know, some of these refresh waves when they make sense, when there are characters that are maybe important or they're, they're selections that are, you know, prohibitively expensive on the secondary market. And they make sense because, you know, there is still like pent up demand or they can somehow tie them into existing, you know, current media. But these figures were a little bit um, hard to, it was hard to let to justify for me, like, you know, why these specific uh, releases were made for that wave. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, General Lando was one of those figures you could still, <laughs> I think, buy for a few dollars on the secondary market. The Black Series counterpart mm-hmm. for him, right? So yeah. Um, but you know, the 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 specialty line is kind of about main characters, unfortunately. <laughs> so <laughs> so some of the um, maybe harder or more obscure ones that you're hoping for um they're you know they're kind of pushed to the side because it's meant to to be the main or core characters to bring you know to allow newer fans to um be able to obtain these and i agree with you it's it's not always what you want yeah yeah, no, they, uh, I think the other issue with them was, was the, uh, the photo reel oftentimes was, it was pretty sloppily applied. And, um, I mean, it's really cool that they, they brought photo reel to three and three quarter. I think it's, it's when done right, it looks amazing. But I think on these repaint waves, these refresh waves, um, it, it you can really tell when, you know, that technique isn't really intended for older figures because the results just aren't the same as they are in a lot of the newer releases. Yeah, yeah, it's really hit or miss. I mean, once just slight, um, you know, miss on on this photo reel, and um, you know, their even their hairline's out of place. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny to see how uh, off a figure can look with just. I think I think uh, <laughs> I think Bespin Han and and General Lando, if I'm not mistaken, had some you know some some issues where the 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 beginning of their hairline was was off and you know it just kind of stuck out unfortunately but yeah Yeah. um luke luke too right luke uh oh yeah (laughs) there 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 were some uh i think some (laughs) some memes on him and stuff and you know when it's done when it's completely accurate they do look they do look great they do they do. I did have one Luke that his, his eyes were just like both looking off to the side. Like he was like giving somebody the side eye. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, like we said earlier, you know, if if uh, this is the only way that they can 
you know, within their 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 budget, get get more product out there, and it, you know, it requires some of these um, reissues. Then I think that's totally cool. But I think sometimes we just ask, you know, like why this version of that character? You know, when you have this other version of this character that's more prominent in in uh, you know the movie or whatever. But um, I think those are just those mysteries that um, you know we a lot of us have just kind of accepted at this point, <laughs> given what we've seen with um, other uh, other waves that have that have come in that same uh, refresh sort of format. Yeah, it kind of has us looking for what else is left for for them to just get out there and get this over with so we can move on to some some of the ones you know that we've been um we've been discussing in these podcasts i know that you and tim discussed i think you and um tyler might have discussed too and it's just um you know we're all chomping at the bit for some of these other uh you know, repacks that, you know, um, that were harder to obtain or we could use another one of for a different diorama um, or a different way to, you know, to, to display our figures because many of us need to have more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Um, so I think uh, after this, this way, this was kind of like the wave of the summer for, for better or for worse. This is the wave that kind of stuck around. Uh, I think it wasn't until uh, we got more into like fall, right? When the next wave started hitting, like the the next like brand new wave. Yeah, I think it was like late August, September, I think, or September. Yeah, I think you're right. They were announced at at Toy Fair, right? Mm -hmm. So we heard about them, you know, uh, back in February, and we got two announcements were which were, uh, you know, original '96. We're getting them on cards to help, you know, help check some of those off that we've been chomping at the bit for. And, uh-huh. and uh, so the Power Droid was part of that wave, right? So, so yes, this was the, uh, the Power Droid, uh, Clone Commander Wolf, K2SO, and Luke Skywalker and Stormtrooper disguise wave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which ones uh, were you most excited about? From this particular way of the power droid. <laughs> yeah, well, it's such a fun figure, huh? It is, and just the pink, and you know, just the, just the retro goodness of it. It's just like you know, that's that's the kind of thing that speaks to me. You know, obscure character, um, you know, very well painted. You know, just has all the feels. Like that's that's what I was most excited. I mean, it was a great wave overall, but that's what you know, the the one like I was most excited for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, I think a great way to put it. It definitely gave you all the feels from like a retro perspective, from the obscure character to that just that awesome card and the the complementary yeah. colors of the dark colors with the that that hot pink. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I, I again, I couldn't I couldn't find figures on the pegs. Um, that's been a th- a theme for me this year with the newer waves and <laughs> uh, I never saw a power droid on the pegs um, I'm trying to think the only one I found was Luke Skywalker stormtrooper disguise at first and then eventually I found a couple uh, k2s k2 so's and uh-huh. 
K2 is the one I was very excited for. Um, you know, along, they were all great, but you know, that, that character in Rogue One just <clears throat> redefi oh, yeah. redefined the droid and the, the, uh, the sarcasm and wit of, <laughs> of him. So it was exciting to get him in fully articulated form. Yeah, yeah, he was great, great figure. Uh, and I agree. I mean, this, um, it's a well-rounded wave, like just the, the whole the whole makeup of it is really nice. And I'm thinking back to what I actually saw in stores, I think I saw everything but the power droid at one point or another. Um, yeah, that's the one that I didn't see. And I, I know it was only one per case. So I don't know if it was because of that or, but I did see the others for sure. Um, but I think I had ordered them online too. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't always, if I saw them, you know, send it like, oh, cool. Well, I already got that in the mail. So, uh, but then of course, next time I went by, they were gone because, you know, it's vintage collection and vintage collection sells. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I always pre-order everything online. It's just, it, you know, it seems as we all know, right. They, they, they kind of get out there to your targets and Walmarts or, or Best Buys before those pre-orders show up at your door. <laughs> so, you know, it's that itch to, to find them. And yeah, a lot of us didn't find that power droid, um, on the pegs, which I gotta say, you know, um, that's, that's nostalgic for all of us. Right. And right. that one, as you said, speaks to, um, to, to Kenner and that retro line. So that's the one you want to find on the pegs. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's the one that would have been like the coolest to see. I mean, all of them obviously, but yeah, that power joy would have been something to have uh, come up on, on, on the shelf, but probably not going to happen at this point. Um, but yeah, no, this was a great way of, uh, you know, really well-rounded. I think this is one, you know, as we got later into the year, we started getting those waves that, you know, were just made up with some really awesome, awesome stuff, just like the Mando wave from earlier in the year. But um, so this was, uh, you know, we were saying late, late summer, uh, early fall, but it wasn't too long, I don't think, before the next wave started hitting, was it? Yeah, they kind of like uh, butted up against each other pretty much. And uh that was a, you know, I don't, I don't know if that had anything to do with the distribution um, bottlenecks with, with COVID or, or whatnot, or, you know, just uh, how the, how the production runs go. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, it's been an ex expensive fall slash winter, <laughs> right? Because um, a lot of stuff kind of fell on us all, all yeah. at once. Yeah, so... What do we got for the next wave? Yeah, so this next wave, and I'm trying to think. So the uh, the refresh wave, did that was that hitting like at the same time as this other like brand new wave, or were they was one right before the other? They were hitting. Um, I want to say right right around, if not just before. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff kind of hitting all at the same time, and okay. I, re I recall going to Walmart, and because the uh, the SKUs were the same, it's like I I don't know if the the inventory that I checked online is gonna be the the uh, specialty wave that was um, was it Anakin Clone Wars Anakin Clone Wars Obi Wan uh -huh. Wicket. And 
Um, the fourth Maul. one w was Darth Maul. Right, sorry, thanks. I, I have all the new figures in front of me, not any of the, the repacks, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, I showed up at a Walmart and it was a whole fresh case of, of that specialty wave. Okay. Yeah, so. so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that wave. So, you know, like we're saying, these waves are kind of hitting one after the other uh, a little bit later uh, here in the year. Um, so this one was uh, one that they had actually solicited like like well over a year ago, I think at this point, right? They announced that these figures were going to be coming. It was actually October of of last year. So it okay. was it was like almost a year later after pre-orders to to get those because it was like late fall right when we saw them uh -huh. so so yeah um that was pretty wild in itself to finally finally see them and and get them yeah yeah so this is a uh, you know this one i guess you have to assume was meant to kind of capitalize off the back of the uh, the clone wars coming back uh, even though the, the actual figures in the wave don't really tie in a whole lot to the Clone Wars other than the characters themselves kind of, you know, being featured a little bit in the season. But these versions of those characters weren't really, um, you know, part of season seven of the Clone Wars. But um, I guess right. that's what they were, the rationale may have been, right? I mean, they knew Clone Wars was coming back, maybe just get a few of the greatest hits out there to, uh, to kind of tie in with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think they announced it around right when it might have premiered on on disney plus i'm not sure before it um but yeah i think people were were excited to see some specialty uh wave repacks that were uh rarer and expensive on the secondary market right like obi-wan mm -hmm. kenobi yeah uh, i think that's now finally the first figure that is popular, harder to obtain, and, and, and expensive. I think he goes for like 80 to to $100. So. Right. Yeah. And uh, I do want to say, you know, on, on these particular releases, like Photo Reel actually seems like it worked out better than uh, that, that um, late spring, early summer wave. Um, I haven't noticed. I mean, there, there's still a few QC issues here and there, of course. But I think on the whole, from what I've seen, uh, they look a little bit better. Like they got the, the photo reel worked out a little bit better this time around. Yeah. And I mean, how phenomenal was the paint apps, the deco on Darth Maul's head? Yes. Yes. I mean, and, and every single one too, that I saw, like, I didn't see a bad Darth Maul. Like they all, all the ones that I saw, like looked good. So. Yeah. Yeah. They nailed it. And, um, I remember posting a close up of him cause I got one. I got them pretty quick. You know, I actually got this wave pretty quick from, from Entertainment Earth. And uh, I, I posted a close-up of him on the Facebook group, and people were just so excited to see that and see how, okay, I'm definitely going to buy this figure. I'm an, I'm an opener, and I may not buy certain repacks, but if you give me better deco... That's gonna yeah. make me buy it. I'm, I'm sh sure as heck gonna buy it. So, good on, good on Hasbro to really go back and and fine tune him. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. This is this is one of those repacks that I think you know made good sense. I mean, Darth Maul's, you know, he, he's never really waned in popularity. I mean, over the last 
20 years. I mean, he's always been Darth Maul, one of the most positively received aspects of the prequel trilogy, you know, huge role in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, had a cameo in Solo. So, I mean, I feel like this is one of those that would have sold no matter what. So, you know, good on them for bringing him back. Um, And then uh, the other one on the wave, I think, was Wicked. Wicked was a little bit more um, kind of a surprise, I guess. I mean, not not necessarily an unwelcome one, but um, a little bit of a surprise, right? I don't think a lot of us thought that this particular uh, figure would come back. Yeah, that was interesting because you had, um, right, you had some more of non-OT figures in that wave. And then you had, you know, Wicket. Uh, I know people have been chomping at the bit for more uh, Ewoks. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe it was something with that. Like, okay, if we're, if we're not going to give them any new toolings right now, let's satisfy the, the market with, with you know, reissuing uh, Wicket. Yeah, and uh, he looks good. He looks good. Um, uh, you know, they use Photoreal again. Uh, I don't know that it was absolutely necessary in this case, but what, whatever they can do, I feel like to improve these figures, if you're going to bring it back, you know, just go all out with it and, you know, do everything you can to make me, make me want to buy it again. And I think, you know, it actually looks pretty cool with the Photoreal. It's, it's different. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily better, but I think, um, I think it looks kind of interesting. Personally. Yeah. His, his like eyes really stand out and they really nailed his eyes. I think, the only criticism that was given was there wasn't enough lighter fur around his his inner face, um, uh-huh. but you know the those other uh, like the eyes and that those other paint deco uh, applications made up for it. And I, I I gotta say really quick that it's such a smart figure from TVC 1.0 because of the accessories, right? That he's able mm-hmm. to come with. Both his um, his uh, outfit from uh, the cartoon, right, and and from the movie. So it kind of tells you, hey, I need I need at least two of these, you know, to open so I can, you know, don him in his both his uh, yeah. different attires. <laughs> and if you're also a carded collector like many of us, you need three of them. So um, right, <laughs> it's, it's such a great choice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, those are cool. And uh, they seem to do pretty well, despite them, you know, accidentally again hitting retail. Um, you know, they, they seem to sell it through every time that, you know, I was uh, hearing from local collectors or, you know, watching online. It never seemed like they, they stuck around too long. So I guess that's the important thing, you know, even with these refresh waves that they sell through and it looks like they did. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And I, I don't know, Anakin, just to mention Anakin. Anakin really quick. I thought his his photo reel and paint apps on his on his head were were pretty darn good. And I think th- I think there was some criticism that he might look a little too dark or you know on some kind of binge, if you will. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, but you know uh, there was a couple people that actually uh, drilled in his. Um, his head a little more so his neck he would sit a little lower on the neck post and huh. he, and just that tweak dramatically like made him <laughs> made him improved it was like he didn't look as like i don't know famished or scrawny with his long neck i guess so yeah. um you know just some tweaks there that sometimes you might have to do but again i thought i thought the ones i got were uh spot on so 
Yeah, yeah, they did look good. I feel like Anakin looks a little bit like Eddie from It. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, next vintage collection wave. This was the all new, all new wave. I say all new, but you know, uh, it had some a little bit of reuse here. Um, yep. So this is Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. Um, this is kind of the one that you know waiting years and years and years for him to get this figure right i feel like they finally got there uh this was arc trooper fives this was chirut imwe and this was hondo anaka which uh you know re- repack of the figure that had recently been released in the uh with the galaxy's edge uh smugglers run millennium falcon yeah yeah like like you said earlier i mean another just phenomenal assortment of figures from different uh whether it's galaxy's edge and some other um media whether it's clone wars uh rogue one a side story Mm -hmm. and return of the jedi luke yeah it's definitely a very well um uh it's a really diverse wave you know like you're saying it's it it represents different aspects of of star wars um but yeah very solid wave this one i actually did find in stores as well um i think the only one i never I think the only one I didn't see was Fives. Um, I know that I saw Luke, Chirrut, and Honda, like, around when they started hitting. I want to say it was, like, October or so, somewhere in there, like, mid-October. Yeah. Is that about when they started? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that time frame. But, um, yeah, I did see all of them except for Fives. I I got skunked on Fives and Hondo. So, um, thankfully, I, I, again, ordered plenty, plenty of them online. I actually was one of the few that might have ordered from Amazon fives uh-huh. and yeah. I, I pre-ordered a ton of Me them. Too. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, and then they like got rid of the, the item, but like if you had pre-ordered it, yep. you were, you were getting it and then you could reorder it through as your order. You <laughs> yeah. So as much as I was shut out everywhere else, I made, I made up for it with Amazon and, and these other online retailers so <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny how that works i mean this was like i think i had pre-ordered it was like back in february or something yeah and uh, i wasn't even under the name mark trooper fives it had like a weird name if i recall yeah um, yeah yeah and but then you know after it like sh- it finally shipped people are like how did you get that i was like amazon i mean who doesn't <laughs> pre-order these things you know back in february and um you know, I, uh, you know, I, I got to admit, I did the same thing. I tried to get like, you know, that one perfect like card and it was not possible, <laughs> but, um, you know, at least the option was there to get the figure for some of us. And, um, I, hopefully at this point, everybody's gotten their Arc Trooper fives. I, I hope. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you bring up a good point, you know, it's, it gets frustrating when, um, the, you know, they're, Obviously, Hasbro has, we, we have a limited amount of uh, figures we're getting, but they're going to a lot of different um, conventions and uh, different events to announce these figures, right? And obviously, with yeah. COVID, a lot of this change to uh, fan fan first Fridays and, and whatever, Mando Mondays and all sorts of other events. And... They're just announcing one or two figures. We all know what happened when Luke and Stormtrooper Disguise was announced. That's 
how we have the petition to thank and all of that stuff. I don't want to go too much into that tangent, but it's, it's almost not working, you know, when we only find out about one or two figures and then we, um, we have a couple things going on, right? So we have assortments being offered where we only know of one figure in the yes. assortment and that could be hurting things because people want to know what else is in that assortment before they order it. People like you or I just blindfully and hopefully order this stuff and, and don't look back and, and we make out on it because we'll get them first. So I guess it's kind of twofold, right? Is, hey, just go out there and pre-order this stuff um, so you right. can get it as soon as possible. But at the same time, hey, Hasbro, you know, you're doing great things here, but it's, it's, it's hurting us and hurting possibly the line with us not knowing, you know, everything that's coming out for a certain assortment. And, you know, uh, just it's almost torture in some ways. Right. So it's like, I wish they could announce an entire assortment, right? So this would have been four figures. Yes. So. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, I uh, I know that's how they've been approaching Vintage Collection. And Black Series, too, they'll announce, you know, one figure here, another one there. And, you know, they're all part of the same wave. But, I mean, I wonder what that does for, like, sales of, like, complete, like, waves, you know, like, cases, like, for, for both lines. Like, does... Do people wait and, you know, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. I mean, people like us, you know, we're going to buy them regardless. But I wonder what it does for, like, potential sales uh, for people that just, you know, they don't they want to wait until they see what all is going to be in the wave because there's been a lot of that lately. Yeah, and this is a, a good thing to, to talk about really quick is there was never really an official announcement of Fives in the, end of, in the main line, no. right? <laughs> so there was that whole to-do that they kind of slipped up and didn't even announce him. And he was almost like an afterthought during PulseCon where they were like re, uh, they were showing some of the stuff from the past and they showed the, uh, the uh, 501st Legion Arc Troopers three pack and just yeah. kind of mentioned, oh, Fives is coming to the main line on a card. And then yeah. we never got an official announcement. A lot of sites didn't even post them. Hasbro Pulse didn't post them until I think maybe a month ago. Did they even post them? Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm forgetting. But anyways, it's it, then it's it's also causing uh, places like Entertainment Earth and other places to even just like they're they're not even updating those assortments with the figures until like a couple mm. of days later even so after they announce them and it's like oh my god you know there's yeah. a certain amount of people out there that are waiting to know what's in it they need to be informed right. and again if yeah, i can I, give anyone advice it's just just buy but buy them blindly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i completely agree um uh yeah, I mean I, that's a lot of work, I'm sure, for for the retailers too to have to go back and like re revise the listing and you know when when you know there's the possibility exists for them just to kind of know, just like they always did before, I guess. Like you know, in the past, um, I, I really wish that they just announced the waves. I mean, I know we don't do themed waves anymore, and they just kind of you know they're they're obviously like a mix, and sometimes that's good, but you know maybe if you have the Clone Wars coming, you have a Clone Wars wave, or you have uh, the 40th anniversary of, M of Empire Strikes Back, you have an Empire Strikes Back wave, something like that. But I don't see it being 
helpful to anybody that, you know, they're just announced like as singles, you know, it just, it doesn't, I, I just don't see like, like, it, like, I don't even see how that benefits them thinking about it. Like how, what does that do for like Disney or, or Hasbro or like, you know, it just like, I mean, what surprise are they trying to keep when it's, when all these figures are stuff we've already known about anyway, you know, they're not announcing anything like brand new that, that hasn't, that we haven't seen, you know, like all, all the stuff yeah. that's getting announced is stuff that was in last season, the Mandalorian, or it was in a uh, previous film. It's just like, Great I don't point. know, the, the secrecy is just, it continues and it's, it's annoying. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And then there's also the leaks that are happening. So they're they're waiting, you know, so far out to finally announce some of this stuff that it just in, inevitably gets leaked. And yeah. then we can we can go even back far back to Toy Fair, Toy Fair, where again they were supposed to announce the Imperial Troop transport there. But that got leaked, so they announced it even before they went to that convention. <laughs> so there's things like that where it's just like, guys, I know you're trying to build up excitement. You're trying to get people like reinvigorated. I get it. I've gone to conventions for all sorts of stuff, and that's what happens, right? You go to these things. You hear about these new things. You hear about it there and then. It re you know, re-energizes you. Um, yeah. But, you know... Like you're saying, a lot of this stuff isn't any surprise. It's not new media, and it's getting leaked pretty much. So um, maybe they could do something where they announce the wave and only show a couple of the figures, and you know, wait, you know, tease some of the names of the figures, and then show them at the next, you know, event or something. Yeah. But, but. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. Like, just show, like, the silhouette of the figure and just kind of get people guessing or, you know, wondering, is it a brand new figure? Is it, like, a repack? Is it, like, a new version of this character? Like, you know, just, yeah, there's some, there's things like that I think they could do that would um, excite people without having to do the reveal if they really didn't. I still think it's better to just reveal the wave, but if they yeah. wanted to try and not do that and build excitement, I think there's, you know, maybe release the color of the name pill or... You know, just drop hints or, you know, I think there's things like that they could definitely do. Ah, love all those ideas. Yep. So, but yeah, anyway, great wave. Uh, did you have a favorite figure in this wave? I do. Uh, well, I, I mean, we, we already got Luke, right? So we got him in the three pack, uh -huh. Jedi, Knight, Jedi Knight Luke. And I, for many of us, right, that's a, that also screams... Uh, vintage and our childhood and having this figure on a card right that yeah. that original 96 card Jedi Knight Luke is just phenomenal but I have to I have to give it from a figure standpoint from a newness standpoint I got to give it to cheer it you know yeah figure screams action figure yeah yeah it totally does uh yeah, it's a solid figure. Um, uh, all the accessories he comes with, uh, you know, the the mixed media, the soft goods and plastic. And yeah, that's definitely a hit and, uh, you know, definitely a standout. And, you know, this, this whole wave is solid. But yeah, you're right. Cheer Root is like, 
I mean, it, and when you think about it, it's like really the only like 100% brand new figure in this wave, right? Because because even Fives was was part of a three pack. Like you said, Luke was part of a three pack. Hondo was was with the Falcon. So I mean, that's really the only like brand new like debut release in in this wave. Yeah, yeah, and uh, people people have been begging for him forever. When you know, especially when you have the the a five POA figure of him that just. <laughs> It's like, it just doesn't do him justice. It's, ah, so that's, that's torture in itself. So to finally have him done right, just again, hats off to Hasbro and the team there. They nailed him. Yeah, solid figure. But I mean, I love Hondo too. Fives is cool. I did have a lot of issues with, with QC on Fives. Like, cause you know, like, like we were saying earlier, I did order multiples and I had a really hard time finding one that didn't have like the visor mispainted or the stripes kind of uneven, things like that. But um, yep. thankfully the QC on the rest of the wave generally seemed to be uh, pretty solid as far as I could tell. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did notice some of that stuff with uh, with fives, but when you when you order ten of them, you'll find a <laughs> you'll, you'll find a good one. Um, of course. <laughs> you know, H- Hondo. You know, I'm not. I'm not as familiar with Galaxy's Edge. I've, I haven't been there. And um, obviously, you know, we, we all love that character. I think the only thing with that was people were hoping for, right, his, his Clone Wars version or, or like a Rebels version. I think more the Clone Wars version. But uh-huh. it's, 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 it's still great to have Hondo in the line. So, Yeah, I agree. I do wish that, you know, they were doing those, what are they called, like Celebrate the Saga sets that have all the... The five yes. POA that went into the vault. So there's some pretty good ones in there that you have to, don't, you know, the ones that we obviously want, you know, are the ones we have to buy the whole set to get. But like they did one that had um, Hondo's uh, astromech droid from Galaxy's Edge. And I kind of feel like a figure like that would have looked awesome, like as a companion piece to this one, like on a standalone vintage collection card. Oh, great point. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I, sh- I should get that set just for that droid. Um, yeah, I intend to as well. Uh, sometime. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know with, um, I think, oh, I'm just looking at a couple of these real quick. I think this w- assortment brought back rocker ankles. Mm-hmm. So, so to talk about some of the articulation that we were talking about earlier, that's just, um, at, you know, amazing in its design in the design of it and um what they're doing with such a small scale uh fives hondo and Chirrut all have rocker ankles and give them that you know extra posability yeah with that so i, I know people were just absolutely ecstatic that they brought back that type of articulation so again thank you hasbro for bringing that back yeah, yeah, we always love seeing those innovations wherever they can sprinkle them in. And, you know, they're definitely appreciated here. All right, so that takes us to the current wave of um, three and three quarter inch figures in the vintage collection. These are the ones that are hitting retail right now. These are the ones that are uh, beginning to ship if you place pre-orders for them. Um, and this is uh, the uh, Mandalorian slash uh, Rogue One slash <laughs> Clone Wars wave. Um, so we have Darth Vader. Uh, we have Captain Rex, we have the Armorer, we have Moff Gideon, and we have the Mandalorian. And before we recorded a little bit earlier, you actually sent me a picture that you have uh, most of these already in your in your collection. I'm jealous. 
Yes, yes. So um, I did manage to find a couple of these at Walmart. Guess which two I didn't find. Um, let's see. Captain Rex and the armor. I did not find the armor or Beskar Mando. Um, ah. So I do have to thank my my good buddy and and co-admin of the Facebook group, uh, Lando, for helping me out and getting me a couple of these uh, so I could enjoy them and review them with you, of course. But uh, yeah, another another great great assortment and. Um, we got five figures. Yeah, five figures this time. So that's that's always something to be excited for. More figures, the better. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, the only one that I have so far is is Darth Vader. Um, uh, I don't know, like why, but it seems like retailers have gotten like online, like have gotten him first. Uh, I don't know if they're getting like a special like designation, like like case packs of Darth Vader, but. Um, like I oh, pre-ordered cool. all of them. Like I, I pre-ordered the case. And I'm still waiting for that to ship. But even like singles, like as soon as they were announced, you know, I, I go to my Amazons, my Hasbro pulses, my targets, and you know, I pre-ordered. <laughs> I just like to see, you know, what's going to ship first. You know, that then, then theoretically I can go back and cancel the others, and that doesn't always happen. But, um, so yeah, Darth Vader shipped first. Um, and I have him standing right here on on my desk, and um, I'm pretty happy with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know there was a lot to do with the sculpted uh, soft plastic, is it skirt and yeah. uh, dressings there. Um, but yeah, it, it works. It works. It's, uh, you know, it, I think this figure, um, it, it kind of has some of the same uh, issues that these figures have had historically. When you talk about like the soft goods, it's just like really like, bulky and you know it just like like the cape looks like humongous on him like it really does um so i think aesthetically the plastic looks a lot better and i kind of feel like maybe they should have gone one way or the other but it does also you know hinder his movement a bit so it's just an interesting case like i i think it looks great though the sculpt i was a little concerned about but now that i have it in hand i feel like it looks actually pretty darn awesome um but it's just kind of one of those those things it's like you know well what what other options could there possibly have been that maybe would have made it a little bit uh more maybe not usable but a little more user-friendly um but it's it looks great it's it's nice to have vader in the line again because it's been a, a minute since we've had a vintage collection darth vader yeah yeah it's the first time we got him since the line came back right and um from from rogue one where that end scene, right? Just really uh, yeah. gave gave fans what they've been wanting to see from Vader from a long time. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, um, just talking about the articulation and stuff, which I, I kind of failed to mention earlier that I wanted to, was a lot of these have like uh, shoulder uh, ball joints that really allow their movement to to work even when they have pauldrons and armor. So like the Mandalorian, um, Vader, I'm trying to think who else here. They all have just um, amazing movement. Um, Cara Dune too. They all have just amazing movement 
that, that I feel like they didn't always have before. So that's mm -hmm. that's great to be able to, you know, move them around a little more with those joints that are meant to, to be able to do that. May, yeah. Maybe the only thing um, I think people have been begging for from a Vader is to bring back some of the... Um, I'm going to say here the the black series 3.75 inch number 26 rots vader had rocker ankle uh joints uh -huh. and and the hinged um wrists right so he yes. could do a little more movement with his hands and maybe hold his saber with two hands, um, that that type of stuff, which would have been nice to see that here, right? Yes. You know, I think yeah. I, I I think one thing is we got five figures. Two of them are all new, um, right? Your Moff Gideon and your armor, which we're gonna get to. Your mm. your Mando is sixty percent, I think. I believe 60% leveraged um, around there. We'll say 50% leveraged from the first Mandalorian figure. Uh -huh. So, you know, something's got to give. And, you know, they chose that to do that with this Rogue One Vader. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Um, I think that was the one you were referring to, that Black Series 3 3 quarter was um, probably the most posable one we've had. Uh, I know I had a lot of issues with the head staying on that one. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know there was even a revision. I remember doing a video about it back whenever this was. I don't even remember when it was, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. Uh, I did a video. Okay, this is the revision. This is the number. And, you know, if you get this one, the head stays on, but it doesn't stay on perfectly either. It, it kind of still <laughs> falls off. So, you know, it's a little bit better. But, yeah, that, um, yeah, that, that's a cool evader. It's just, you know, that's the, it does have that huge problem with the, the helmet. and. Yep. flaw <laughs> so um but yeah i mean i i kind of i i like the i like this vader i mean i know we're going on about vader a little bit but i feel like they've kind of you know i know 5poa you know it's a little bit of a of a thing we don't love to talk about but i feel like the one they did for the force link 2.0 is kind of like a perfect looking darth vader oh, nice. uh that's also like the you know that's also the rogue one vader it's the last i think it's the last one that they did um, and I think it, it does edge this one out in terms of the sculpt. Um, but obviously, you know, you're, you're missing all the, all the joints that this one does have. So, right. you know, is it the same, hands. is it the same helmet? I think it might be, or the same head. I could be wrong. I think it's pretty close. Uh, okay. I don't think it's a hundred percent the same. I know that the other one's painted a little more like the black series one from 2017. Okay. Um, so it has a little more like gunmetal on the helmet. Um, and I actually kind of prefer that because I feel like the details um, stand out a little bit more in the sculpt. Um, yep. You know, this one, this one looks good and it does have some of those, you know, extra paint details on, on the faceplate, but uh, it's also so glossy that you lose a little bit of that detail too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is very shiny, glossy. Uh, it's got like a, a very uh, newness factor to it. Um, yeah. 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 Great figure, though. Yeah, I yep. agree. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is the wave that's uh, that's hitting now. Um, and you know, like like we were talking about earlier, like everything, 
uh, looks great. Like the armor, Mando, uh, Moff Gideon, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, sometimes you have to look at these side by side to, to determine if you're looking at three, three quarter inch or uh, six inch. And, you know, that I think that really speaks to the gap being closed uh, on these, um, you know, on a lot of these newer releases. So, you know, we always love seeing stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is like another, <laughs> a cup. A couple of these, I've had to, to, to do a double take. I mean, the armorer, uh, Moff, Moff Gideon to me is almost the, I, he might be the standout to me in this wave. I mean, his likeness is yeah. uh, uncanny. I mean, to do that in <laughs> such a small scale, uh, again, just kudos to the team, to the design team on, the, on, on these figures. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing amazing stuff. Uh, and, you know, we obviously love seeing it we want more of it and um yeah i mean i think this kind of uh rounds out our our basic figure releases for vintage collection in 2020 so you know we have high hopes for 2021 and um, we're hoping that a lot of good stuff happens um john do you want to talk a little bit about like the other vintage collection releases in here maybe like vehicles or anything like that yeah if if i may just before we get to that, one more bit of articulation I want to give, um, you know, some kudos to Hasbro is the uh, the hinged wrist that they that they've had in the line on many of these figures, right? From um, the Mandalorian, Cara uh, Dune, um, the Remnant Trooper Fives, I think Hondo. Uh, Luke, uh, all of them, Chirrut, uh, the Armorer, and Moff Gideon, all of them have that hinge joint that allows them to really move their wrist a little more, lets them grab a gun in their holster, or with Luke, lets them kind of point to his head if you have him on the skiff to point to, to R2 <laughs> to, to send his saber uh, out to him. Um, even with the armorer it allows her to hold those uh those tongs those welding tongs or forceps whatever you call them and kind of hold them down as she's picking something up like this is all stuff that we need in the line and that's the reason um we should never um sacrifice quality for yeah. this line over quantity and demand advancements in the line I'm, I'm only i'm almost emulating you know chris and brett from vance's skull here with like dude, we just got to keep advancing the line and it's important that they keep investing more into this because when they do and they make those great decisions they have we have yes what we've what we've just talked about so yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I completely agree. Um, you know, quality before quantity when it comes to such a historic and, you know, beloved line like the Vintage Collection. Um, so, you know, we definitely want to see those advancements. I know not all these figures um, quite live up to live up to that. You know, things like Captain Rex, maybe, you know, some of the other um, shortcomings that we've um, that we've talked about. But, um, uh, you know, I, I guess it's always a balancing act for, for Hasbro and you know, we recognize that. And, you know, as long as I think in, in the uh, in overall things continue to to get better and, you know, we, we have um, better access maybe to some of these figures and, you know, they they get released in, in numbers that we can support. I think, you know, that's all um, that's all stuff that we, you know, would, would be ideal to see. So here's hoping. 
Absolutely. Amen. Um, so real quick, I do want to mention this because uh, I thought this was my imagination, um, but I was actually talking to um, the guys over at Figure Shield who do the uh, the, the cases, the clamshells. Um, they, some of the ones they do include for the vintage collection. And I've been buying these since um, since they came out. That's my preferred method of um, storing my vintage collection is in Figure Shield cases. Uh, cool. But I noticed earlier this year that uh, some of the um, the figures, and I think this started with that repaint wave um, with um, Bespin Luke, um, Bespin Han. Uh, some that was having a harder time fitting some of those figures in the clamshells, and oh, wow. I noticed that this carried over through um like the like k2so and you know that wave of the uh you know some of the more recent ones as well the power droid um and after after checking with the guys at figure shield they told me that they've also observed that the the overall size of the card has actually grown a little bit this year oh wow interesting it's got to be such a tiny amount, but um, it has changed and there's not really, um, I haven't seen anybody talk about that. And, you know, it was my observation when I noticed that, you know, that they weren't fitting quite as well in those clamshells. And uh, lo and behold, there has been some change made. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's something that was done for a particular reason, but um, it is something I did want to note because it is, uh, you know, it is, it is obviously happening. Very interesting. And I feel like some people have noticed or noted that um, the card stocks might be a little thicker again. I don't know um, how true that is, but I'm holding Captain Rex here and the card does feel um, a little thicker than normal. I could be wrong, but some people have noticed that too. So huh. maybe that has a little to do with it. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Um you know, whatever's going to preserve these uh, longer over time is is my philosophy. So if, if uh, you know, that's what needs to be done for them to hold up better, then I guess so be it. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll that just, could be. Oh God. We'll just we'll just adapt. Uh, we'll just adapt along with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I can't imagine how much of a, a nightmare that is for a company like that to have to, you know, adjust their their tooling and products to. to right to work with that um but you know it we we could do a whole episode on collecting habits and how you store your figures and how, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. how you display and store and and manage all of your your collection so yeah um, no that's actually a good idea we'll put it on our list for 2021 <laughs> there you go but yeah let's let's talk about some of the some of the vehicles if you want i know and the play sets i know one of them also came with a figure that um, we didn't mention yet, right? The the carbon freezing chamber. Yeah, yeah. So um, a couple episodes ago, me and Tyler were talking about uh, about that playset and how you know we, we yeah. felt it was a huge oversight for there not to be like a tie-in wave to uh, for Empire Strikes Back, and but we did get that carbon plate uh, carbon freezing um, chamber playset, so. Um, this this is in line with uh, what we got for the Jabba's Palace um, modular diorama last year, yep. and um, the Tana V4 playset that's coming, um, I, I guess, early next year. Um, so it, it's cool to see that format continue because that's that's something that um, you know didn't really exist in vintage collection 
you know, the first time around. So uh, I'm glad to see that they're continuing experimenting and, you know, giving us stuff with that segment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a couple of these. I haven't set them up yet. Um, it's one of those things that you kind of need a, a decent amount of space to yes. do it, to do, <laughs> right? To do it justice. And um, like many of us, I just ripped a couple of them open and pulled and pulled uh, the stormtrooper <laughs> out. I yes. know, I, I know, I know. You had some some funky uh, card backs there that were pulled out. Um, but, you know, I think I threw yeah. mine in a couple star cases to try to rectify them. And that's the only <laughs> criticism I could say with some of these is, you know, if they could try to um, manage putting the, the, the carded figures in in a, a safer way, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and it was a problem, too, with the Jabba's playsets. I think I don't think I ever found, like, exceptional, like, you know, samples out of those. But I think... It's been it's been a little bit harder with this um, uh, with the stormtrooper. I mean, because it's a gorgeous card. I'd love to have a perfect one of it, but it's just, you know, I'm not gonna buy like five of these to just to get a perfect, you know, card of stormtrooper because I can't afford to do that. And I don't have the room to do that. But um, right. Uh, and I think when I was talking with Chris in in a recent episode, he said that he thought it was a little bit thinner of a card stock on that one. So that doesn't help if that's the case. Yeah, it is interesting that some of these are just inconsistent with that that cardstock so um i had i had the issue where uh well we we i've i've ordered um a few of these one of them i i, I did a giveaway but um i got two of them from uh gamestop nothing, nothing you know this isn't gamestop stop's fault but they were like crimped on the sides they were completely uh like accordion looking on the <laughs> on the ends of each each box and it was just obvious that it was something from you know coming from whatever the factory and distribution to to the the retailer but yeah. you know it was kind of kind of sad i had three of that happened to three of them so wow. um i have a sealed case i haven't opened up yet i'm assuming those are okay but um that was kind of disappointing in itself but i was opening a couple of them so it was okay yeah yeah that happens sometimes like just like weird like factory stuff and i'm sure you've seen it too like sometimes like there'll be like prints like like impressions i guess like on some of the cards yes uh or some of like the the black will be like kind of rubbed off on some of the right. the surface or you know just like weird little or you know even like the bubbles aren't completely like pressed on or they put extra pressing on it and it leaves like you know it just looks weird like just weird things like that happen sometimes i guess yeah yeah but um yeah so um i'm looking forward to eventually you know displaying this some people have done some really cool things with uh some some lighting pucks yeah. underneath underneath it and just some amazing photography there's some absolutely just stunning photography yeah. out there on it and some uh cardboard uh uh people or companies that's setting up like the the chamber on the bottom flooring, if you will, and some uh -huh. other things to add some more dimension to that and help light it up better. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, um, I've, I've seen a lot of that too. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, really talented people that, uh, you know, really go above and beyond with setting their dioramas up. Uh, I've been doing some awesome stuff. 
Um, I know this playset too was met, met with a lot of, um, you know, criticism because, you know, it's just a little flimsy and um, it, it is a little, it seems a little incomplete how even after you buy two, you still don't have like a claw to, to come down and pull up the carbonite. But, um, right. So me personally, I wouldn't have minded, you know, just paying a hundred dollars for it and, you know, getting a completed one that has all that stuff. But, you know, I'm just one person. Um, I can understand how, you know, they want to make it more accessible to more collectors that wouldn't want to do that. So, you know. Yeah. Good point. You know, I, uh, it's, it's, it's modular. Um, I know, I know, I know Chris, I know Chris spoke about this. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't need to say it again. He said it best. Um, I, I think he said it's as modular as a, a, a some rocks in his backyard. Um, just cracks me, cracks me up all the time. Um, yes. but I, I think, you know, that looking at the next play set, that is definitely for sure modular um, <laughs> and we're all going to look forward to that that one the Tanta 4 playset I know again you uh I think you and Tyler spoke about that too but yeah uh, yeah so it's exciting there and and then what we had two sh two ships or three three ships I'm sorry yeah yeah so it started I think the first one was the the troop transport I want to say yes uh I think yep like we said, that was kind of uh, leaked, so they just announced it ahead of ahead of Toy Fair, and uh, they also announced uh, Slave One uh, at Toy Fairs right right at, right after that. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was an exciting one. Um, of course, done by uh, Mark Boudreau, uh, and yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of history with this one. And the moment that that popped up in Mandalorian in season one, I was just like, I was like, like really excited. Like, I was just like, man, like it's those little details, you know, that, you know, makes you realize that, you know, these people get it. Like, you know, they get what they're doing. Um, so it was really cool to see that. And then for them to follow up with uh, announcing it, like so shortly thereafter, I mean, it was only like a couple months, you know, right? So. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good point you brought up because when you watch the Disney gallery on the, on the Mandalorian, they kind of talk about that this was a toy first, yeah. right? And they, <laughs> they, they took that, that toy and uh, brought it into the show. And then we now have this, you know, modern version of it, if you will. And, and yeah. uh, it's, it's fantastic. So It is. It is fantastic. I absolutely adore this vehicle. Um, you know, not perfect again, you know, I mean, nothing's perfect, I guess. I have a, some issues with the doors, like the front, like cockpit doors kind of closing all the way. Um, yep. But um, other than that, I mean, you know, I guess there's a case to be made that it's a little bit small, but um, right. the fact that it even exists, you know, I think is pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's great to get more of that medium sized, you know, medium sized ish type stuff that we've kind of. Well, I guess we got the the hover tank if you want to. I don't know if that's medium-ish, but it's it's good to see some more of this size stuff, right? That's not, you know, yeah. hundreds of dollars, um, even though I think it, right. what, retailed for $70? Um, yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, and you can probably get it on sale right now during the holidays. Um, and, you know, they keep reissuing... <laughs> the uh uh rogue one stormtroopers 
mm-hmm. um, which I know were, I think, kind of a mixed bag, or I forget. I, th- I feel like in the, the show, it was a clean Rogue One Stormtrooper that came out of them. It wasn't Remnants. Yes. Yeah, right. so uh, I know I know Tyler uh, was just messaging me earlier today. He was all excited that they were uh, releasing the fourth round of re- uh, reproducing that figure. So uh, yeah. a lot of people are excited about that, and... Yeah. Helps people fill <laughs> helps people fill these uh, di- their dioramas with the especially this vehicle that has what six ish spots for them and six eight. and then yeah two in the cockpit there's a couple of benches on the inside yep um, so yeah I know you can definitely fill it up I actually ordered a solid case of ah. all clean troopers because I mean you know you got to get while the while the getting's good right you're not going to do this forever probably so exactly um, keep yep. printing them so um yeah <laughs> no um yeah i feel like the remnant troopers look better in it just because the the transport like like if you compare it to the one in mandalorian like acting on the toy they actually like went above and beyond to make it like look dirty and used and it doesn't quite look that dirty in the show yeah exactly so i kind of feel like the remnant even if it's not screen accurate like the remnant troopers look a little bit better in it but maybe that's just me yeah no good call um yeah, I, I i definitely would agree with you there yep nice uh actually i did ask hasbro too i think it was in our may q a if they would consider releasing a clean version of it like a brand new off the assembly line uh version of that vehicle because i i know i would buy it um (laughs) and um they didn't say no so you know i'm keeping my fingers crossed because i i'd like to see a clean one but that's me cool Uh, i didn't even think of that that's a great call and I know in season two, they had that one that was like the Marauder version yeah. of it. That was like a more, I don't know, uh, combat, if you will, version of, of, <laughs> this, of this thing. So, you know, maybe we'll see um, that version as well because they might be able to leverage some of the tooling from, from this. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, so, I think after this, uh, what was the next... Um, vehicle this year slave one Ooh, that's right the slave one i almost forgot about the slave one um yeah you know what this thing the slave one is so big and i'm like you know i'm, I'm kind of still in the process of i haven't even gotten my best bin um freezing chamber like set up but that's something i need to get set up still it's still brand new in the box and i, I need to pull it out but um yeah it was great to see this one again yeah um I was not collecting vehicles during uh, the first run of TVC, so I just didn't have a lot of space at the time, um, com- <laughs> some competing hobbies, if you will, and uh, I just made a decision not to buy vehicles. Huge regret, looking <laughs> back, huge regret, but um, I, I mean, I did buy a version of uh, the, first, the first one, um, maybe like a year before this one was announced that they were bringing it back with an all new paint deco um, and the stand. But uh, I actually finally got around to opening one today. And I'd like to thank you for that because I was like, well, if we're doing a show about all this stuff, I should have one (laughs) right in front of me. So That's awesome. Yeah, that, it looks gorgeous, and I mean, I'm trying to think back to when this first came out. Was it 2013 or so when the Slave One came out? Um, I think it was an Amazon exclusive, and I was kind of, 
I mean, I've been collecting the line nonstop since 96, but I've, I missed yep. a lot of vehicles. Yep. Um, you know, when you, especially like when you're a kid, you know, it's like, well, you know, you can't buy every vehicle, but, um, right. Um, I didn't get everything from the vehicle in terms of vehicles from the vintage collection the first time around. And that was one that I did miss. Um, so I thought this was a perfect one to re-release and, you know, obviously it ties into current media very well. Um, so that's, uh, and, and they made it better. And, you know, I think that's, that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, if something old is going to come back, you know, make it better. That's the incentive for people that already have it to buy it again. That's, you know, that's the incentive for anybody to want to buy it. Right. Cause they've, they've done, they've taken it and they've made some improvements. And I think that's definitely the case with the slave one. Absolutely. A hundred percent agreed. And yeah, I started, uh, really collecting at the same time as you and back in the, uh, mid nineties there. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, a kid as well and couldn't afford everything either. But, um, you know, that this is a, basically a, a $300 vehicle on the secondary market. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it might've been Toys R Us and then Amazon, right? And then, um, people were getting them really cheap on Amazon, which I wish. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> oh, silly me. Um. But, you know, anyways, you know, I think I think a lot of people were, uh, you know, a little upset about the price, but it's like, look, guys, you know, that uh, guys and girls, this is this is better than spending 300 on it. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was pretty happy to get my hands on it. And, you know, there was some sales out there. Um, yes. Pretty, pretty quick into this. So, if, you know, um, you didn't necessarily have to buy it right at 150. So. Right. Yeah, true. Um, and I think that's what you just said about the Slave One um, totally ties in with the next vehicle in the Vintage Collection, um, which, of course, was the Galaxy's Edge Smugglers Run Millennium Falcon, um, yeah. because the prices on that have been absolutely insane over the past um, several years. It just goes up and up and up and up. Um, yeah, that was another that I missed the first time around. I was actually working at Toys R Us when it came out the first time in 2008. And oh, cool. it was just pretty, even for me, it was like pretty cost prohibitive. It was like, you know, it was, I think it was like 120 or something. And now it's like you think about that, it's like, OK, it's not a big deal. But, you know, back then, you know, it was like, you know, hustling at Toys R Us. It was kind of a lot of money. So um, I ended up missing it. And, you know, it was always one of those things that I wanted to go back and get. But I just never could because you know, I couldn't justify spending five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars to add it to the collection. Um, so for me, it was like a godsend that they would actually, you know, even if it's not 100 percent the same one um, for them to be able to find some way to get it back out there, I think was an amazing. I think that's one of the best decisions that they've made in this entire vintage collection um, comeback was to bring that back in some capacity. And I'm really, really, really grateful and happy that they did. A hundred percent agreed. Yeah. I, um, I missed it the, the first time as well. Like I said, not, not getting vehicles. So to have another opportunity with it, um, th thank you Hasbro. Yep. And I, uh, again, I, I think, uh, Earlier this year, I bought it a loose um, TVC Millennium Falcon <laughs> with <laughs> uh, with the box, thankfully, um, nice. for around the same price <laughs> as as uh, the the new <laughs> the newest one. So it's like, oh, that's that's unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm I'm happy to have both now yeah. and. 
Yeah, you know, um, it's one of those things that, you know, there's, there's certain times in your collecting um, life where, you know, you, you have the funds or, or you don't, or, or you have the space and you don't. Right. And, and when you do, you hope you can get some good deals and, and, and just, you know, be able to afford some of these things. So, and I know yeah. the, the Galaxy's Edge one, you know, is again, coming, coming to the holidays and it, it being kind of, I think it came out in July because I was on vacation out in the Cape when it dropped. So uh, it was the end yeah. of July. So, you know, it's been around since then and it's got, come um, in and out of a few avail times. availability a few times. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And they've run some deals on it too. Uh, they've had like, you know, there, there were a couple of times there was like 25% off. And so, I mean, they're, you know, they have, you know, like the slave one, there have been opportunities to get it for a little bit less in retail. Um, yeah. But you know, again, they they took this opportunity and they and they made some improvements. Now it has LEDs instead of you know bulbs. Um, now it has the additional dialogue that you know you have the option of of, of using or not using. Uh, you have the uh, the pack and figures. You got the porgs. So um, it it you know it's cool. It's it's different. Uh, I think the weathering you know has is looks amazing on it. Um, so. Yeah, they they did they did a good thing not only by bringing it back but by uh, bringing it back with um, some changes, some improvements. So, you know, kudos to them for that. Yeah, yeah, right on. Great, great points. Um, the yeah, that's great points about the the LEDs. It just looks a lot, a lot more you know, realistic there, if you will. And uh, yeah, that is really cool that they, you know, they retained the old audio. Right, the original audio with the yeah. Galaxy's Edge audio, which was just awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and again, the paint, the paint deco on everything has just been from the figures to the, to the the playsets to to the vehicles has just been um, mm -hmm. just spot on. So totally, yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff all around. Uh, did we miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, the three pack. The three pack. The uh, the clones. So the the yeah. So you know that's the one thing that you know was was pretty cool to get this year, right? Everyone was very excited to get it. I think it was easier to get than people thought it would be, right? Because if if you were a Hasbro Pulse Premium member, you had an option the day before. Uh huh. To to get them, then I think they were available the next day uh, for a decent amount of time when they went on sale. So. Yeah, it wasn't easy for me per se. Uh, I um, the day that these went up for Pulse members, I uh, I don't know what happened. I forgot. <laughs> um, oh no! So I, I was able to get get one though. So you know, I was able to buy that one, but I know it was limit one per person, and I I never managed to get um, a second one until. Um, and, you know, I just got to say, you know, huge thanks to Hasbro Pulse, uh, in particular, Ada at Hasbro Pulse for helping me out because the one that I received came in pretty damaged. Oh, wow. And uh, she was nice enough to send me a replacement. And she said, you know what, you can you can donate your original one or, you know, keep it or whatever. And um, so that was that was really, really, really cool of them. Um, and that that kind of filled my um, one to open, one to keep boxed uh, prerogative. So. 
um, yeah, so that was cool. So yes, I do have them now, and I'm very happy with that set. Oh, that's awesome. Always, always great to hear, uh, you know, good stories about them, you know, doing their customers right. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I have a couple sets of this, and I have not, <laughs> not opened one up yet. Uh, um, but, you know, it's, uh, there, it's a phenomenal set. Um, I know, uh, one thing, you know, when we talk about comparing years is I think we got three, uh, three packs last year. So it's kind of sad to only get one this year. Um, so I think last year we had the carded three pack, right? Um, the, uh, the Luke three pack. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking of one more. Why am I missing one more? Um, I believe there were three, but anyways, um, I'm just trying to, so it's, it's one of those things where you just, you wish, uh, you could have, um, they could have done a, a little more with that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Definitely. Um, all right. So I think we've covered everything. <laughs> if we, if we miss something, we're going to hear about it really quickly. Um, <laughs> But I, I think we've pretty much got everything uh, covered. I know there were a couple of releases that we mentioned early on that were supposed to come out this year. But if you're in the U.S., uh, for all intents and purposes, they haven't come out yet. Uh, that's the Incinerator Trooper Vintage Collection, as well as the uh, Mandalorian Build-Up Pack that comes with uh, Grogu. Um, so those are still MIA. Uh, it sounds like we'll be getting those in January. Uh, and I guess yeah. at that point, then we'll have to consider them 2021 releases because, um, you know, most of us are still waiting on those guys. I know. I have every other Grogu in the world except that one. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, same here. And you have the <laughs> Sideshow one, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's a, he's a, big, a big fan in the house, my, my daughters, <laughs> and everybody uh, loves him. He, he hangs out next to my daughter while she's... Uh, Oh, homeschooled awesome. um but yeah yeah looking forward to those and uh you know um you know i just hope uh hope uh, hasbro just you know does right with their word and and invests more into this line that's just uh you know just really hitting it out of the park lately so yeah yeah, and I think we forgot to mention the Razor Crest. So, um, you know, we don't have to yes. spend a ton of time on it, but um, you know, we could just mention yes, the Razor Crest was the big Haslab campaign for 2020 uh, for Star Wars, uh, and uh, it was successfully funded uh, multiple times over. All the stretch goals were hit. A lot of enthusiasm for it, a lot of excitement for it, and uh, it sounds like that will uh, the success of it, uh, according to what Hasbro has indicated. Um, you know, that means good things for the future of the Lions. So that's, you know, an amazing thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, just want to say that we love the world building. We love the vehicles, the play sets. Yes. Um, all of this stuff. We, we need more figures and I'm going to, I'm going to beat a dead horse here with this, but, um, <laughs> 
you know, we, do, we don't want a line just to limp along because, you know, there's, there's money to be made on the world building aspect of it. Yeah. We gotta have the figures that support all of that world building. And yes. again, the, they're the best they've ever been. Um, don't be afraid, Hasbro. Take, take more risks, invest more dollars. Um, we, we, will, we will buy them. And um, before I forget, the, the, the other three pack I was thinking of was, was the, uh, the Dagobah Luke, Yoda, and Vader. Oh, yeah. So my, my apology there. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of great stuff we're going to see next year with the Razor Crest and all this new media. And yeah, I just hope... Um, you know, uh, hopefully the economy and everything else, pick, you know, picking itself back up, and uh, yeah, we hope so. we get we get more into it. Yeah, so. here's hoping. Um, yeah, I think uh, if what Hasbro said uh, about the future of the vintage collection um, comes to pass, I think you know we'll 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 be in for some really cool stuff next year. And I also want to want to say I hope that they continue the program of bringing back um, you know sought after expensive vehicles because I think that worked out really well with Slave One. I think with the Millennium Falcon it was a success. And I mean there's a lot of stuff I think that they could bring back that are just so cost prohibitive these days, like uh, the Vintage Collection Republic Gunship. Yes. Um, yeah, that um, that one I did own, um, but I don't know what happened, John. But uh, I know I've told Chris about this before, but it like deteriorated and. Like I never opened it up and set it up, but I would like occasionally like take a peek at it, you know, from inside the box, and uh, like the plastic just like like turned to like goo, basically. Um, yeah, I remember you talking about that on a on a podcast of yours, or you know, uh, on uh, your main one, and I, you know, failed to follow up with you on that. That's that's uh, that's heart that's heart wrenching. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, <laughs> that's up. That's up there on my list of. Uh, I've been begging for that. So, um, you know, they could have maybe had that come along with season seven of Clone Wars, but if True. not, I'm sure there's some other stuff coming up where it will resurface. And yeah, and I know with the the latest uh, episode of the Mandalorian, the finale, we had our right our Lambda class Imperial shuttle. Yes. Um, which, you know, I don't know if that should be repacked, but for the sake of nope. the line and helping fund the line, maybe. But uh. <laughs> but I know a lot of people would love a bigger, more, uh, you know, uh, one done right that you can fit yeah. more figures in. And, yeah. that's, uh, that's a tough one to me because I have the Saga Collection one and it's big. Like I have it. It takes up a lot of space. It is big. Um, but, yeah. but, um, it's just, I mean, the, you have this one, don't you? Like, you, you know what the panels yeah. are like on it and yeah, and there's not really any, a lot of playability with it just cause the design is just so unique. You know, you have to like pick it up with both hands and like you can put the wings down and make it fly around your, your room or whatever. But, um, you know, like the cockpit, uh, the ramp, like all that is just so compact. So Right. I mean, that's a tough one for me. Like, I, I'm i happy with it. Like, I, I don't know that I'd want a bigger one than that, like, just to have on the shelf. But at the same time, like, I can totally see, like, the potential of, like, a HasLab Imperial shuttle. 
Yes. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm totally game for that. And it's, it's one of my favorite ships. So going back to the uh, original trilogy, um, yeah. th that ship, Slave One, the Skiff vehicles were all my favorites. I guess I never imagined a barge um, <laughs> in my collection <laughs> because of the size. But yeah, it's a great point. And yeah, it is a fragile vehicle. You know, there's, there's, there's wing issues and, um, but you know, it, it should be done, uh, done right. Uh, yeah. the next, the next round, but yeah, uh, you know, and I know we've said, you know, it'd be great to get some, some beasts and creatures and, and, and smaller yeah. midsize vehicles, right? Like speeder yes. bikes and swoop yeah. bikes and all sorts of bikes, even Cobb Vance speeder bike there, all that stuff. I'd love to see more of that stuff in the collection. First and yeah. foremost is more figures, but um, some more of these smaller vehicles and beasts, please. I kind of feel like that's that's almost where it's at, like, because, you know, we um, talk about these big ticket items that are expensive, but you know, if you want to make things like the the, the place that's like the carbon playset like more accessible, you know, you you make you take some things out of it and you make it fifty dollars. Like, I kind of feel like that might be like fertile ground for you know a new segment that does cater to a lower price point but offers more than a basic figure. Um, oh, great! You know, point. something like something like the Blurg with Quill, like we were talking about in the last episode, or oh. um, yeah, something like yeah, like you're saying, like speeder bikes, like you know, just like that. That you know, small vehicle, you know, mini rig size with uh, packing with a figure or something. I think would is is there's a lot of potential there. I feel like. Yeah, so much potential, and um, people would buy multiples of that stuff because, again, like you're saying, it's at a good, it's at that sweet that sweet spot of a price. Um, so, and if you make it that it's able to be used with multiple. Um, figures or, or you know that that type of thing then you're gonna buy more than one so uh yeah no no brainers oh, yeah. for sure for sure uh anything else you want to touch on john no i th i think we covered everything you know i know uh you know we might we might we might, we might complain that um there's not enough but you know when you try to talk about it over an hour and a half you you start to <laughs> you start to forget forget certain things but you know again um, um, I'm really hopeful um, you know last year uh, I think we had around uh, 45 distinct figures and mm -hmm. this year uh, we're at uh, let me see here. Sorry. Um, 36 figures. So it's, uh, a 20% decrease from last year. And uh -huh. I, I think we, uh, you know, we all want to have that increase. And again, we just want some more newness into the line with, uh, invested in tooling. So, uh, when you look at uh, mainline figures, I think there was a 68% decrease. Um, so, uh -huh. 
you know, we, we, we want them, I think they know what we want and they know there's the, that market and demand. So let's, let's get back up to that, that, um, you know, that amount of newness, please. Absolutely. Uh, Star Wars is back in a huge and real way with the Mandalorian. That's really been, uh, at the forefront of, of, uh, of the Star Wars, um, franchise, you know, this past year and, um, you know, fans love it. You know, there's a lot of potential there for collectors too. I think every, every episode is so toyetic. Um, and, um, here's hoping that, um, you know, Hasbro will continue to, um, not, not just to ride the coattails, but to use it as, as a way to reinvigorate, uh, the line going forward as well, you know, not just with Mandalorian, but also, you know, the other aspects of the saga that are beloved and that have been, uh, kind of ignored for a while. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff that potential from Clone Wars. There's a lot of uh, stuff that can be done with, you know, those obscure aliens that we like talking about. Uh, still waiting on those Tonica sisters and all. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, right now is the time for them to, to you know, I, I just feel like it. Like right now, you know, Mando's huge and, you know, these things sell out, you know, vintage collection sells out. I mean, they can't keep it on, on the shelves, uh, even online. I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to get stuff. So I think like right now is the time just to, you know, 2021 guns blazing, you know, vintage collection, you know, just just uh, I think this is the year for it. I really feel like it. So, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, here's hoping for some awesome stuff next year. Right. Right on. Great point. Strike while the iron's hot. Yes. <laughs> You mean the slave one, which still looks like an iron. <laughs> it does. I never thought about that. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, yeah. So very well said. We got great media. Star Wars is back. Bring bring back the the glory of the glory days of the line. And, you know, while it's successful, why not? So yeah, why not? Well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So uh, this is the final uh, episode of 2020. Uh, we will be taking an, a hiatus uh, at the Vintage Collection podcast uh, for a little bit uh, before returning uh, in February. So I just want to thank everybody who's tuned in so far. Uh, really happy that everybody's uh, been enjoying it. We've gotten a lot of great feedback and, you know, really appreciate that. And, you know, uh, sharing the episodes and telling your friends and everybody about it. So thank you, everybody. And um, John, my friend, where can our listeners go to look you up online? Yeah, they can. Uh, they can go to uh, on Facebook. I am John Miko. That's J O H N M I K O, and I run uh, Star Wars: The Vintage Collection Facebook group. And you can find me on Instagram at the Far Side of Endor, and John Miko on Twitter and. Thank you again for having me on. I had a blast. And again, I apologize if I talk to you, you're off. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what the whole point of the podcast is. So I think you're, uh, you know, you came to the right place, uh, especially when it comes to toys, you know, you know, we both have that ability to talk each other's ears off about the vintage collection. So, um, yeah, awesome stuff. Thanks again for coming on, John. And uh, I look forward to uh, chatting with you in 2021. Likewise, all the best. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit BanthaSkull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. 
You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the force be with you.